Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrewer and I'm here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights and this week we're discussing the recently released video game No Man's Sky. So Nick, can you tell us about this game and why we're discussing it? Yeah, so um, No Man's Sky is a game uh, developed by Hello Studios, which has been very eagerly anticipated for the last couple of years, uh, mainly on the strength of some very exciting-looking trailers um, and marketing material uh, associated with the game, which made various claims about what you were going to be able to do. Essentially, it's a sort of space exploration game. Um, You're a person on, uh, you know, at any given time, you might be on a planet. Um, You uh, build spaceships, you gather resources, you sell resources, you buy better spaceships, you fly around. Um, uh, Some of the interesting things that were claimed in the game is is that there are quintillion uh, planets in the in the galaxy. Um, of uh, of No Man's Sky, and that's that's um, uh, one with eighteen zeros. So it holds out this you know limitless uh, possibility of exploration. Some of the other claims were that you know every planet would have its own unique flora and fauna that would be generated in the game, um, and that if you discovered a new species, you could you know name it. And I think people were just really excited by the idea of this huge open sandbox, um, but which would also have lots and lots of interesting space trading mechanics you know you could design your own spaceships it you know it looked like a very exciting game and i sh- should say at this point that i haven't played it i've only read reviews and seen other people playing it online but the game that was delivered has what been widely agreed to be a big disappointment and to really to fail to deliver on a lot of those claims some people have called it a walking simulator or a screen screenshot generator um, where essentially you just do the same thing over and over again you walk around you pick up resources yes the rocks might be slightly different shape the this animal might be a slightly different color um, but you know essentially you are just using all those things just to gather the same kinds of resources on every planet you fly to another planet you do the same thing and it just happens over and over again. And all the kind of exciting, immersive stuff that people were expecting uh, is not there. Um, so uh, anyway, I mean, it, it, people have even complained to the Advertising Standards Agency and so on um, that it has um, it simply not delivered the game that uh, that was promised. Um, OK, so, um, so thanks for painting that picture for us. So this widely anticipated, what looked like an incredibly complex and fun game um, was touted for quite a period of time, getting all sorts of people excited. The game's come out; it looks like a load of rubbish. Okay? And and yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. I think it, people aren't totally agreed on whether the game is itself is a load of rubbish or whether actually it's just rubbish in comparison to the game people were expecting. So it's, it, and it has a it has a terrible rating on on Steam, uh, which is an online um, computer games portal. Um, and and I I think uh, you know whether whether or not the, but I think a lot of people are saying well if it you know if it was ten dollars or something it might be quite fun to just mm. you know go around and explore these planets but it's a sixty dollar game which is a, a you know a very that's a that's a premium price tag really for a, a computer game mm. so um, so people are just all around very disappointed. Um, but anyway, we're not here, are we, to talk about No Man's Sky? Well, we sort of are. We sort of are. But as as is typical, this leads us into an Aleph way of looking at this. So, what is it um, from the Aleph angle that interests you about this? I, I think me. I think the the question of actually, what was the point of all that marketing? 
in the, in this day and age, uh, when you know it's so easy to get reviews from other people, um, to and to find out lots about a product, be it a game or any other thing, um, before you buy it, because does marketing actually still have a function or can it actually only lead to disappointment by making incorrect claims about a product okay so that's quite a sort of a profound question about what is marketing and um yeah and peter do you want to dive in at this point yeah i think the i think marketing uh is part of the the generation of a new product so no man's sky is obviously a very complicated bit of software it's required many thousands of man hours of development and programming and art and and all sorts of things to generate this package um it's not built on an existing engine i imagine i think it's a new engine it's Mm. got basically a whole ground up new thing so in order to get that off the ground you need lots of investment and your investors will expect your product to be viable and so that that will there's an expectation for it to look like a thing so the part of that is a big marketing package which will generate interest and from interest you can gauge how big your market's going to be so you can then you can assure your investors that they're going to get a return etc so i think it's sort of it's it's necessary to get something new off the ground i think i think nick's right marketing might not be necessary in newer models of software and game development where you start with a very um you start uh you, you so there if using an existing flexible engine you uh as a member of the community you can generate your own content and you yeah. can make mods and uh plugins that build on this existing thing because all you they, that's a much lower bar to creating something new um because you're building on something that already exists um so yeah, I think it's it's difficult. I think if you if you could if you if it was a if it was just a glory project and you had lots of money, then marketing might not be necessary because you could um, generate interest in, in in newer ways. But is it the case that I think Nick, maybe your point is also that um, with many many products or services you might buy these days, you rely on um, it's not just you. I mean, a lot of people majority of people maybe rely on peer reviews which you can access whether that be you're going to go and stay with airbnb somewhere or whether you're going to buy a, per- a certain book from uh, amazon let's say and um i think most people i know would, would would look at a review first and if the review was not good we would go right may not buy that then right yeah and so therefore you're saying and so therefore all this kind of marketing fluff and hype is is actually fairly pointless because you know rubbish will out as it were um i know i'm not i mean is that your point and if it is i'm not sure i agree with you but anyway well i i mean i think with all these things you know i'm not saying oh marketing's dead and i think actually if we had a marketing person here they would be very keen to point out so we ought to point it out for them uh that that when people shouldn't just use marketing to mean advertising uh, marketing is as peter says part of product development and it's about understanding what it is that your potential customers want and designing a thing that meets those needs um <coughs> That is fundamental to value generation. Well, that would so, be market I mean, in, research, in that, wouldn't it? Well, but all of that is considered to be part of yeah. part of marketing. It's sort of understanding how to get your product to be something that people want. That's fine. I mean, I, I think I think you know. But the question is, does the is there a need now um, for uh, the marketing profession, and or is there you know anything like as much need for for that as a, as a bespoke activity? And and the the issue here is not um, you know that it's in some way been killed it's just has it been changed um in by the widespread availability of information and i would mm. so given that one of the main roles 
one of the sort of the outward facing role uh, of um, marketeers is to generate awareness and interest in their products to present the value offer if you like um, to the potential market so that they'll they'll fork out for the thing you're trying to sell um, you know so there's a there's a large part of marketing is about informing people about trying to get people to understand what it is that you're offering them now what i'm saying is that do we need people whose job is to do that anymore or can we effectively crowdsource that that uh, function by by you know having access and we've got to remember how you know 20 30 years ago you just had no idea you had the back of the box when you wanted to buy a game mm. uh, you know you had the back of the book uh, we, we're now so used we're awash with information about everything about you know what the hotel is like about how good a train service is about which coffee companies you know best on the station platform we can you know we, we we just i think we've forgotten just quite how revolutionary that is okay uh peter you want to come in with something yeah i, I think uh, i think you touched on something interesting there nick the this this amount of information we have about uh, any given product um from from other users from other people who have reviewed it um, in a sort of in a in a, in a uh, equal way with other products is is astounding. Um, think, I mean, how many apart from major chains, how many hotels actually advertise anymore? Independent small chain hotels. I don't think it, I've never seen a hotel advert in, in the last sort of ten years or so. You know, there used to be billboards all over the road saying hotel five miles turn left, but they just they don't exist anymore um, because we have things like Booking dot com where you can you can get a very uh, a very large amount of information about any given product and you can totally tailor your experience based on your needs uh and i i i i think that with these big review sites like um cnet and um TripAdvisor, TripAdvisor, and but, but i'm thinking more professional review sites where people actually say do a product rundown oh okay um yeah. th 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 this is a new form of advertising a new sort of style of advertising um a new style of, of marketing where um, a third a third party takes it on themselves to do a a faithful uh, and um, unbiased breakdown of uh, of of products based mm. on useful criteria for the consumer to make a decision on. Um, so this is you know this is uh, I can imagine marketing houses moving more towards this and saying okay well we're not biased to any one product we we you know we're, we're sort of notionally backing this product as the best but the other alternatives are xyz and the reason why we are better than them for you this particular type of person is that we have better we have better scores on these parameters okay um yeah i do feel like we need a marketing person here we need a marketing expert um i know some i've i've uh, i've actively shunned marketing people in my life so i you know i don't have any friends who are into marketing yeah actually that's not quite true yeah, you, you don't have any friends. Oh well, that's that's yeah, that's right. That's the more general case. Well, I as of interest, I'm not mad about marketers either. What what? Um... I th I think there's a question here. Why don't? Okay, I think we need to drill into why. Uh, I'm secretly quite pleased with the idea of of marketing being sort of made redundant as a function. Mm. Um, why it is that people don't like the idea of marketing as um as a sort of separate function. Um, there's a very famous sketch by Bill Hicks where he says, you know, he's, he sort of he, he rages at, at the marketing profession and says, oh, I know that the marketers out there will all be saying, oh, yeah, that's Bill's very clever. He's going for the anti-marketing dollar. That's a big dollar. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it, it, there. It, it is one of those professions. It's a bit like sort of used car salesmen where they probably 
very unfairly get a bit of a kicking and I, I, I think there's a question as to why um, there's been some great parodies of marketing and advertising uh, the Rich Lee Grant film um, where he grows a second head he has a sort of nervous breakdown and during this he's imagining he's growing a second head he has a crisis, crisis of confidence that what he does is completely valueless and it's just about ripping people off and getting more money getting people to buy things that they don't need and can't Doesn't afford Doesn't this keep the Aspergistra flying or something like that? No, no it's another one um, Oh yeah, that's anyway, the, that, but yeah. But yeah, it's a great movie um, and it, that, that's a, a really good parody of, of, mar- of marketeers and, and, and advertising agencies Well, I think the thing is with marketing it's all about um, although my perception is that it's, all, it's a bit thin I, I don't actually personally I don't find it the most intellectual of endeavours um and well i think that's a little unfair i mean well, i think, hold, let, I me, think... let me finish and then <laughs> and then um and also i mean i have a background where i worked in sales so if you want something that's not intellectual there we go um and sales and... is definitely not marketing right sales people will be very clear about that point well and it is because i mean and sales is just so much more direct um usually and it's sort of fairly no nonsense or certainly the way i used to do it was um which is you just get a hold of someone and say do you want to buy this and you know that's more or less it um, now it is a little bit more complex than that, but with marketing, it's it's far more um, sort of manipulative. I, I used to find, and and the other thing is actually I've been on the other side of the fence where I've tried to sell to marketing people, and my God, that was difficult, but just because they think they know it all. Um, anyway, the, uh, this these broad sweeping generalization generalizations aside, um, where are we? Where have we got to? Well, I, well, I my, think I think the issue. Uh, sorry, Peter. The the issue is um, the extent to which marketing is separable from design good design you know that actually if what you're trying to do is uh get people to buy a product there are t- there are sort of two approaches uh, aren't there one is to um one is to make the product more like something that that person wants so just turn the product into something that's more valuable for that person and the other is to present the product in such a way uh, that that person for various reasons decides that they want that thing so in other words you, you either adapt the product to the preferences or you try and change the preferences so that they fit the product and I think it's that latter activity that people object to um, and I think it, it's a I don't know something a bit a bit I think I think there's a, a perceived authenticity problem there it, it's much like you know if if um, if you met someone who thought, oh, they're charmingly eccentric, I like that person, um, uh, but then you discover that actually, you know, that they'd simply worked very hard on trying to appear charmingly eccentric, you would stop liking them. And I, and I think that's part, that's some something something around that is, is quite I think, by people. So we're talking about authenticity, and it's easily easy to detect, I think. People spot that kind of thing a mile not that, Well, they? not if people are doing it well, I suppose. Mm. by definition <laughs> I, well I don't know I think there's something I mean I, we're going off on a side thing but you know putting on affectations I think that's easy to spot um, but anyway mm. that's not really talking about I know it's sort of it, generally in line with what we're talking about with marketing but maybe I'm being too specific there Peter you were going to say well, something I, uh, yeah I think there are some generally pretty unscrupulous people who market to the masses uh, and um, look, it, it, look at some American terrestrial television channels mm. some of the marketing that goes on is is really obviously designed to pull the wool over the eyes of less educated people less worldly people to make them buy these products so you wonder what on earth why do i need this gadget when i can do the same thing with a knife in half the time um for cutting tomatoes or something but that's advertising isn't it i recognize that can be part of a marketing campaign and that's advertising well I, but i think the, 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 the i think there's a there's a dialogue that goes on between the sales people and the marketing people and the product 
product development people to say, oh, we've got this idea that was easy to sell. We can we can ship a few million units of this thing mm. and we can dress it up as this, uh, go in a way and design it. it. It's not actually solving any particular problem, but it, people will buy it because it's a new thing and it's as seen on TV and they'll they'll go for it. Um, but my, it, it's jumped to the defense of the marketeers, the salespeople and uh, the designers. I, I've had good experience in um, engineering companies. So I think it, so it depends on the product and depends on the, the target market. Um, the, 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 to cite an example, the, the, uh, I was a young graduate. I worked in a computer hardware design um, company. Uh, our, our sort of sales and market department was staffed by ex-engineers. Well, they were all engineers who knew the system. And actually, they, they were responsible for driving the design and pushing the boundaries of what could be achieved as much as the design engineers were. So um, they would always sort of make a bit of a bold promise to a customer saying, oh, well, we, yeah, we can double the density of components on this board by next year because yeah. we've got an idea that this new chipset's coming out or whatever. And that would give set a real challenge to the, to the designers to actually make that happen because they'd sort of half-promise this product. So it's... I think it can be a force for good as much as a force for ill. <laughs> That's a force for evil. Um, look, I mean, look, I mean, I don't want this to descend into who has to do the grubbiest jobs within the system of capitalism, right? Um, because you're always going to have someone sort of a bit like, you know, a lawyer is someone you, you hire when you've murdered someone you want it explained in the best possible light, right? Similarly, if you've got a product out there, you want it to sort of people to know about it and that's going to be a marketer, okay? Well, no, so, that's, that's, but, I think that's what the, the debate here is. Well, that, does it need to be anymore? Exactly, and that's what I want to get on. In, in one form or another, there's always going to, you know, how do we persuade a consumer to, to buy a certain product? And I think what we're saying is that you can't, there's, there's new, because of the changes in technology, um, and the and the availability of information, accessibility, and how accurate that information is. There's new ways that that can happen, right? So, does that mean we kill all the marketers, um, or does it just mean don't smile? <laughs> does it, do we do we kill all the marketers, or 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 marketing is now a different well, thing? I is that what that, is I that? Think, I, I want to hear Nick. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the point. That it, I, I mean, we, marketing as a thing has to happen. You cannot get away from it. Uh, it's a bit like, I mean, I, I really hate clothes. I mean, I hate buying them. I can see um, that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I really, I would really rather that clothes weren't a thing, you know, uh, if we all just wore the same thing and, and we could just take clothes out of the equation. Or nothing. But I, or nothing at all. But I, but I recognise that you can't, you cannot do that. You can't even say, "Look, I'm going to deliberately not send a message with my clothes," uh, because you are going to be sending a message uh, by doing that. And marketing is the same. You have to have a public face. You have to have something that your company or your product looks like. You know, it cannot not have some kind of um, appearance, and it cannot not present information about itself. Those things have to happen. So the marketing function uh, is not something that's going to go away. It's fundamental. Um, but but it, but the question is, you know, do we need? I, I think, and I think it's a, you, probably you can look at something like the record industry, where uh, you know the the actually one of the core functions was for the, um, the music industry to put musicians one way or another in contact with people who wanted to listen to music that was expensive it was expensive to find musicians to record them to put those things onto physical media to send them to shops all of that stuff needed to be done by someone um now it, you know that is no longer one of the core tasks of the music industry is not to find 
uh, out who the musicians are, not to understand the market, because that's happening by itself. Musicians and and people who want to listen to music can find each other now uh, for free. And I think you know one of the one of the core tasks of marketing in the past was to deliver information which didn't exist um and in fact because companies would have a monopoly on the information pipeline about their product it was much easier for marketers to get away with saying this product's really really good it does all these things which may be hugely exaggerated claims um and actually there was very little uh, recourse that people had um okay. it, against those kinds of exaggerations now it's just impossible like, you can't you can't lie about your product i think no you know no what's so unusual about no man's sky um, is is that actually this is a sort of uh, an unusual thing to happen these days um, yeah. is is for a product to be totally different to to what it was claimed because it's so hard to get away with and they they, they didn't get away with it yeah you know, I think they, the, there's an, another nice example uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I used to be huge into video games when I was when I was a uh, teenager no and I date myself by calling them video games rather than computer games I think but the uh, the there was a, a computer game released in 1992 called Battle Cruiser 3000 AD, which had a huge oh, amount. That of, sounds so cool. It sounds so cool. It had a really nice. It had a really nice cover, really good artwork, uh, and it was um, marketed very heavily. Uh, to quote uh, a, a, an ad from Computer Games Strategy Plus, which is a magazine, computer game magazine. You remember those? Oh, you mean like actually printed on paper? Actually printed on you paper. You could pick it up. Yeah, and you had to walk to the shops to get it. Because this was sort of pre-internet, really pre-pre-pre-web, um, it was it was marketed as the last thing you will ever desire, <laughs> which is quite strong. I mean, I, I, shortly after reading that, I probably wanted some lunch, but um, yeah. But it, it, it and it wasn't very good. It was released way too early against, uh, uh, despite the protestations of the main developer, the head developer, because it wasn't ready. It was buggy, etc. But the plan was for them to release updates and patches and more this was a model of downloadable content before downloads really um but it just never worked because they just didn't they didn't follow it up didn't back it up so that i mean presumably from what we're saying that would that sort of thing would have been more common back in those days than it would be now for the reasons we've just said and actually no man's sky is fairly unusual yeah, and I think I mean I grew up with misleading advertising. It was you know all the toys on Saturday morning telly looked amazing, and mm. they were mainly hugely disappointing. You know, it was just a fact of life. Okay, so look, what I sort of take from this is, um, and I, you know, I like this when this happens. We, it, it, is is when we there seems to be a common thread often in our podcasts, and 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 it's as I said before, this is about information availability of information changing how we how we behave right and this makes me think of cars and and driving places i don't know if you've heard there's a there's an app out <laughs> oh there called, god there's an app out there called Waze, right <laughs> <laughs> and and um have you heard it i don't know if i've mentioned it before but but no but it's the same thing i remember when i was about 17 years old actually i was 18 because it took me three attempts to pass my driving test um i was driving down to some friends in winchester and it was the first time i'd ever gone on a journey of that length and my mum was a bit worried about me. And so she, 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 she um, called up the AA on the phone and they had this service where they will, they will plan the route for you and, and print it out and, and, and they send it off to you and you can study it before. And then you have these bits of paper as you're driving along. Um, and, and it costs, say, I don't know, I don't know how much it costs, 10, 20 quid, maybe something like that. Yeah. And of course, that was one of the only options apart from 
reading a map okay um whereas now that's that's laughable right mm. because i just sort of get my phone and, and i use ways right and the reason is it's availability of information so it's having a similar kind other of... other route planning applications do exist <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah it's about availability of information that that's why i think this is this is what our podcast is really about yeah. right now yeah yeah um okay look let's round it up anything pithy i've got something i want to say but i mean anything you want to say to round it off with one two sentences not really i've got a slightly longer point to make okay go on go for but, it but I, th- I think i think you can usefully break down what advertising is into two main things one is about awareness of products so getting your product out there so people are aware that it's there and they can sure. something they okay. can buy and then the other is differentiation so saying our product is better than this other product because x y and z I think as we this new form of advertising awareness will remain because you'll still need to hear about something in order to buy it mm. but the where the the marketeers and the salespeople trying to differentiate it with other products will will diminish and that will be entirely taken over by user reviews and um, third party reviews yeah and I think a marketeer would say well look that's that's part of my job what i do now this exactly these third party reviews etc mm. um i think we're our brains are slightly blunt instruments on this i do think maybe we should revisit it i think we should this and i think we should get a marketeer in here sometime anything you want to say to finish off nick no i just echo peter's point really you can, it can't all be just based on what other people have said about something because how do those other people find out about it yeah exactly someone has to be first right so that's where we go to our friends yeah. in pr they're nice um so okay let's round up there um so i think the only thing i'd like to finish this off by saying is i'm slightly concerned about this brave new world that you imagine uh nick where we all have to dress like you and wear clothes like you um you know it's that's that's probably what i've taken from this from this episode i, I mean basically that just means nondescript trousers and a black t-shirt yeah it's, yeah, all, it's all kind of get, it's a little bit Maoist somehow. And, yeah, yeah. In my in my sort of future utopia, which would be really dystopian, everyone would have to wear the same clothes. I think the only thing that sort of might brighten up would be the gold statues of you everywhere that yeah. revolve to face the sun, right? So yeah, thank you very much indeed for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew of Tell Me Studios, and I've been here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. Thank you as always. Bye bye. <laughs>